still got one man up and Jonathan Joseph comes straight through the middle. Got Mike Brown to beat at the last line of defence and here goes Joseph. Joseph's going to get over. Watson goes on the outside. Oh, Watson goes Hello and welcome to the Bath Rugby Plug, the rugby podcast by the fans for the fans, plugging the boys in blue, black and white. No, we haven't given up. Um, we're still here a couple of days late and my name is Gabriel and I'm joined as ever in good spirits by my good friend and fellow Bath fan Tom. We've not quite given up, Gene. We're, we're, we're back again. <laughs> Oh, it's I mean, great. It's and a great. lot's happened, hasn't it? I mean, we were, I've kind of, I must admit, and I don't know if others have been the same, I've kind of turned off from this season a little bit, and probably shouldn't be what I'm saying at the start of this podcast, <laughs> to be honest, but I've switched off a little bit from it, and, um, you know, with there being nothing to play for and all that, but actually quite a lot's happened in 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 the last, what is it, week and a half, two weeks now since mm. we last recorded, so... And I think some of it, you know, is 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 quite positive. So um, clearly, Stuart Hooper and Tom McDonald would listen to our uh, our put the world to rights podcast with 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 JB the other day, G. Mm, so yeah, I mean, I think almost two. I mean, over two weeks um, since we last did our, our podcast. So plenty of time to digest what was a fantastic episode that we did with JB. Thank you so much to everyone that got in touch with, with feedback mm. on that one. Um, we really do do appreciate it. And if you haven't heard it, please do go back and check. Um, hit subscribe in your feeds, as always, uh, and get each podcast like this one, whether they're a little bit late, delivered straight to your device. But as you say, Tom, plenty of news to, to talk about. Um, but I think before we get to all of that, we must touch on on, on another defeat for Bath on, on Saturday afternoon. And I think you're right in a way. I, I think... I almost managed to enjoy the game because it was it was you know entertaining in in, in kind of the, the the skill on show when when one team had the ball. I mean the defence from both sides was was sort of championship level at best. But I think you know it was almost exciting and, and kind of we discussed that, that that whether we get top eight or not probably doesn't matter that much. And I think that made it sort of more exciting to watch, but also kind of slightly concerning that I wasn't watching through through kind of gritted teeth when when it did get close in that second half. Yeah, I think that's right. I think you're right in that it wasn't a particularly high standard of rugby, ultimately. I mean, mm. both teams were, were very keen to attack, but looking at the the defensive stats and some of the individual defensive efforts um, and ball retention efforts during that game, it was shocking. I mean, Quinn's missed one in four tackles <laughs> in the game, and we missed one in five. And have a guess, how many clean breaks do you reckon there were in the whole game? Uh, 30. 37. I think that's got to be... I mean, if you're a rugby statistician, get in touch. Because I don't think in, what is it, 50 minutes of rugby, um, of actual <laughs> gameplay in an 80-minute game of rugby, 37 clean breaks. So it was entertaining in, in, in some ways. And I think some individuals probably gained a huge amount mm. of confidence from that. Max Clark, Max Ajomo, mm. Tom de Glanville, um, I thought all were exceptional. Joe Thokonosiga mm. had, had his best game of ball in the while. So those are positives to take from it because ultimately... Now this season is about trying to get those guys experience, trying to get the guys who are staying at the club experience um, as as we kind of look ahead to another season and it rolls around again. Yeah, but I think you're right. But, but did we learn anything about about Bath on Saturday afternoon? I think I think we learnt that Max Ajoma, you know, yeah. completely at home. But I think we've know we know that we've got exciting backs. We know we've got exciting players, young players in particular. Ajoma has kind of added to that list. But we also knew that that 
we can't defend. And we also knew that some part of our forward game is going to let us down. On Saturday, it was the scrummage and the restarts, the restarts, which were just appalling. And I just don't think we learned a lot. And kind of the more I think about it, the more it just baffles me that we haven't got a defence coach. You're, you, you were the first, I think, to actually kind of bring this up. And I actually kind of went to Twitter to to ask for a few questions or comments ahead of this podcast. And I think, not criticising the, the kind of listeners, but everyone was saying, why haven't we got a defence coach? Who should be a defence coach? Kind of, why is our defence so bad? And that, and that is kind of what it boils down to. And the fact that we don't have a defence coach and we have 34 people in the rugby department yeah. list on the website. 34 people. Bruce Craig's wage bill is astronomical and yet he doesn't have anyone to coach these boys how to defend and on Saturday and throughout the season it's shown yeah it's it's just not a streamlined um, <laughs> structure is it that's not an efficient structure for trying to win win, no. win games of rugby um, it's, it's incredible Tom Rob Jones actually got in touch with us with, with a few stats on, on Twitter um, this is already our worst number of points conceded mm. in a season and we've got well one game now but, but two games left you know kind of officially We've conceded 78 tries this season. 78! I mean, that's, that is remarkable. And kind of what makes it so tough for me is I've watched us concede every single one of them. And I've watched us concede every single one of them twice because we have to watch the game back or at least <laughs> highlights back for this for, 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 before we record the podcast. So I've seen Bath concede 156 tries this season. Jeez, um, we've, still got, we've still got games to go. And a points difference, just having a quick look now, is the second worst in the league. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're at minus 116, Worcester in minus 231, which is staggering you, man. I mean, know they gave up a few months ago, but yeah, it's, 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 mm. it's, it's baffling, mate. And as I say, they, I think the coaching news that came out uh, in the last couple of weeks around, around the, the attack coach, I think that's, that's good news. And hopefully we, you know, it, it, it's going to be followed up with, with a defence coach. I was having a quick look, actually, at that kind of defence coaches and who potentially would come mm. in, because I think one of the guys on Twitter said yeah. that. So I was, you know, I was, I was thinking maybe someone with a bit of gnarl, a bit of grit, someone like, you know, Paul Gustard, who obviously showed that he mm. couldn't do it, or he showed that he didn't have the most success as director of rugby, but he's actually just got a job in in um, with Italy, within the, somewhere in their structure. Um, well, talking talking about unstreamlined structures. <laughs> so um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I can't really think of anyone on the top of my head who we who potentially bring in. Um, you know this? No, no, no. I, I kind of wonder how they they go about the the search for this because it it's, it always makes me laugh. Bath advertising vacancies on their social media and I wonder where like the cutoff is because they advertise for like pathway coaches and like you know um regional sort of coaches and stuff and and they are obviously advertised for marketing and all this stuff where's kind of like the cutoff point the moment it gets to like see oh they know oh we don't put that on twitter we don't put that on twitter we just put it on indeed or you know we just we just market it on linkedin kind of how do they guys go about um, doing this search and, and who ultimately Tom do you think is in charge of, of, of this search Tarquin Hooper Craig oh, so there's just no transparency as, as we've said so many times mm. um, I think it's probably led by Stuart Hooper I would I would I'd probably suggest I mean McDonald will certainly be 
be involved and then Bruce Craig maybe his kind of final sign off I don't know something mm. something like that but it's it's different I was going to say would you have stuck your CV in for um, for, for defence coach or is uh... if, if it had appeared on on Twitter I would have 100% put my put my CV in but um, yeah, not, not when Sean Edwards inevitably falls out with mm. um, like he's going to see to the World Cup isn't he yeah surely I mean someone like that someone I think you're right with a bit of experience um yeah, and a bit of now, and, and also I kind of like sort of, I think we'll come on to discuss this a bit further when we talk about the the attack coach Williams who they've appointed. Someone who, who is kind of outside of, of the Bath bubble and out, and has oh. never been in the Bath bubble and kind of comes from a different uh, club and a different culture, I, I think would be would be much appreciated. Um, any other thoughts on this game? So I think you mentioned the the guys that um, the guys that stood out. I thought McNally was was, oh. was excellent again. I mean the step off. We right should talk about that. Is... Well, we should talk about a couple of very quickly. A couple of the like really great moments from the from a Bath point of view. Mm. I mean that Josh McNally step was 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 brilliant, and the fact that it was Danny Kerr as well yeah. just makes it all all the sweeter. Um, uh, he, he completely did in there, and and I think that'll be one where they 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 enjoy watching that on the on in the in the Monday morning review or in the Monday review or whatever. Um, and then the other thing I was going to mention was the yeah the Max Jomo pass, mm. oh, which was which was brilliant, and to have the confidence to do that, to be honest, yeah. Um, yeah. is is fantastic. And you know, we'll, I guess we'll come on to chat about this as well. But with with Cameron Redpath's injury, mm. that he is a guy that. With that performance alone, has is suddenly now a talking point amongst yeah. Bath fans, and he's got to be um, a, a contender for for getting regular rugby in that in that um, in, in the twelve shirt with with uh, with Red Path away. Yeah, I, I I hope so. I think you're right. The confidence, and this is first Premiership start. So he started that that odd game against. Um, the Italian side in, in the European competition, but he didn't really get much of the ball, and it was kind of a weird game where where we didn't play very well. But I think with these young guys, you can often kind of watch them for for even a half in these games that they're involved in, and and you can see that they've got it. You you can see it immediately with Redpath, immediately with the Glanville, and you can also see it immediately with the Joe May. Just looks like he's got time on the ball, looks confident, wants the ball, demands the ball passing range to, to die for fine kind of defensively by the looks of things yeah I thought it was uh, an outstanding performance and, and a guy I think we should also mention Tom is Will Muir and I think it's almost kind of a credit to, to the horse friend of the podcast that that we don't mention we almost don't mention him because he's in his first season of 15s rugby yeah, and he scored twice and was you know outstanding and, and yet it's kind of like it's almost got to McConaughey levels where we almost expect that from him yeah so fantastic again and do you know what I was pleased to see having watched back watched back the highlights today um was that for the for the try that he scored under the posts I mean if a winger scores a try under the posts that means mm. that they're coming in looking for the ball and that like being there in the right place mm. for Spencer to give that offload yeah. to is showing that he's not only you know can beat defenders and can can do all that the the stuff that we'd expect with the sevens background, but he's starting to understand yeah. how a 15, 15s game work, and I think that that will give him huge confidence that he's 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 reading the game. Um, I mean, if you're if you're a couple of meters behind Ben Spencer in reading game of rugby, you're, you're doing pretty well after one season. Yeah, I think my final thoughts, Tom. Uh, I firstly don't think we look fit enough. Uh, on, mm. on Saturday I think we were unable to, to slow their ball down um, and kind of Danny Kerr only playing for kind of 54 minutes showed that they were just trying to keep the ball alive keep the ball alive play so quickly and then bring Landajo on to do the same 
and I just think that they ran our forwards ragged. Um, and I think, yeah, we've got no game against Gloucester, obviously called off because of the coronavirus this weekend. So we've got two weeks preparation, two weeks exclusively of restarts. That's all I want them doing <laughs> is two weeks of restarts. I'm, I'm never drop a restart. It's inexcusable at professional rugby. And they'll employ a, a restart oh, analyst. Yeah, this, exactly. This, uh, yeah. Get them, <laughs> yeah. Get them on payroll as well. A restart psychologist, a restart analysis, and a restart pathway analysis needed, I think. Um, right, plenty of news, Tom. Uh, to get on to. Uh, so let's get through this. And I think in chronological order uh, from when we last did the podcast, I actually think it was the following day it was announced, or I think kind of confirmed that that Gervin Dempsey was leaving and David Williams would be rejoining the club as attack coach from next season. Really quickly, Tom, a, a word on Dempsey? You know, I, he, he's gone now and I don't really want to going to criticise him, him, him too much I've said my piece and I think this is completely the right decision he has had um, you know when, when did he when did he actually three seasons it? three seasons I think so it's the season before Hooper took over um, so he's been there in, in his position longer than Stuart Hooper and we haven't just haven't seen time and time again the the, the potential that we have in, in the backs and in attack fulfilled and it may not be completely his 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 fault, but he is responsible for that. And ultimately, it's 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 not been good enough. I think you know you've got to give him him credit for 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 his successes. And I think the the two yeah. successes that he he can be really proud of are you know bringing through McConaughey and Will Muir, yeah. and he will have been heavily involved yeah. in 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 transforming them from sevens players and, and as quickly as they have done. But ultimately, it's not been good enough. And We've never seen that playbook of dreams that we were promised, no. and um, I'm not sure that that we ever will. Well, no, we've we've got one more game to see it, but you know, it struck me as kind of a guy that could that could coach players well. I think we've seen some players come into Bath and and, and develop into really good players, better players from when they joined, um, but but a guy that just couldn't get. Uh, yeah, maybe almost like more of a skills coach yeah. than an attack coach. Yeah, because I mean, there was never a, an attacking structure which, which got everyone off their seats in three years. And if you don't do that and you attack and backs coach, um, yeah, unfortunately, it, it won't last any longer. Uh, David Williams, Tom, rejoining um, academy coach from 2012 to 2014, uh, then eight years coaching elsewhere, obviously, you know, various leagues, most recently. Um, in South Africa as attack coach of the Sharks and the Free State Cheaters as well. Mm. I don't know what you think about this, but I, I really wasn't very... I just really wasn't blown away by this at all. I just think I said we needed someone with with a voice and a, a kind of a, a real point of difference from, from what we've got at the moment. And, and when he was there between 2012 and, and 14, Hatley was forward coach and Hooper was bloody club captain. And so he's got relationships yeah. with these guys and I just don't want it to be another kind of yes man that just goes along with, with what it is. We need someone to come in and, and kind of stamp their authority on what is such an important role at the club. And and, and I guess, you know, talking about both sides of my mouth, I guess that's what Dempsey was and it didn't work. So I don't think we'll, he's a strong enough voice. You know, he's never in front of the media. He seems to keep himself, yeah. himself quiet. And I think we need someone to come in and, and, and shake it up. And whether... He, you know, Williams will be that character. It's impossible to know. Mm. But we, it does, I agree with you, feel like jobs for the boys to a certain degree. And I really hope that's, that's, that's wrong. Um, and he, and he, he proves us wrong. Obviously that, you know, the period he was at Bath was prior to our most successful mm. uh, uh, season that we've, that we've had in, in kind of recent memory. So he, you know, clearly he would have, he would have contributed to that. Right. New rule. 
we're not allowed to mention the 2015 season. Oh, no. We're not we allowed lost to. lost the final as well. We're not, we're not allowed we didn't to. didn't even win. And the club are not allowed to. In every statement they put well, out. Talking about club statements. I thought this was the most bath sentence. The bath, I thought this was the most um, media trained kind of fast rugby classic sentence I've ever heard. So it says, it's speaking about Williams, and it says, he's a deep knowledge of the game, good. And this is how they describe him. A real excitement for playing with intent and using possession to pressurise teams. <laughs> I don't really understand how else you're doing that. That's not a novel approach. Yeah. You can't score tries without the ball. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think they... Yeah, yeah, that does sum it up. And I think my point was kind of, you know, we'll get to Ross Batty in a minute, but every press release they, 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 they do, they seem to reference the 2015 season. And we reference it about four times oh. a podcast. Um, and it's an awful long time ago at this point. Uh, and we didn't even win the thing. So, yeah, I wasn't that, I wasn't that happy uh, about the Williams one, but I think it's very difficult to tell. Um, and change is important. Yeah, change sure. was definitely important. I think they need someone to, to shake it up. And I'm reading a few bits on, on socials. Uh, follow us, obviously, at Bath Rugby Plug. The people who, who watch more uh, you know, South African club rugby than me seem to say that, that the teams he's been coaching are playing some loose stuff. So, it, you know, we never know, do we? Uh, next, Tom, uh, uh, a couple of sad, sad, I guess, bits of news. Uh, two injuries uh, for guys at different ends of their career. Firstly, Cameron Redpath uh, against Sale. And again, we said he played fantastically and uh, he kind of came back on at the end, I think, even. Uh, has ruptured his knee ligaments uh, out until you know, at least the start of 2021. Uh, devastating oh, news. Yeah, I mean, it could mean he's out for... You know, with all the rehab, depending on how that goes, it could mean he's out for most of, of next season, um, to be honest. I mean, by the time, um, as I say, by the time he's had the surgery and recovered, I mean, you, you, yeah, you just... You just yeah, they're sort of nine-month jobs, aren't they? Yeah, so. so it's devastating. I mean, it couldn't be worse timing for him, to be honest. He's He's been he's been fantastic. He's been building up, you know, I think great momentum. He's obviously internationally recognised now. I mean, people only a couple of weeks ago were... Talking about having him in the, the well, Lions. I was. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> more impartial people even for talking <laughs> about that. And uh, what my fear is, is that as we've seen with, with Big Joe, is that that kind of injury mm. can make a young player kind of lose their zip a little bit. And it can take, you know, a lot of time to, to, to build that back up. And some of the kind of outside breaks that he's made this season, at times he's been really kind of one of the only shining lights so he's the sort of player that improves as he plays and so having a long layoff I think is going to be really bad but ultimately you know he's he is a very young young kid I can't believe he's 21 so, yeah so he's 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 got a long career ahead of him and it's important now that, it's, that he's not the rehab's done properly he's not rushed back because he's got 15 or, or more years left in his mm. career and this is an injury that can can obviously recur so yeah, very, very, really, really gutted from actually. And as I said earlier, I think it it, it now kind of asks the question of who's going to sit in that twelve shirt with with Danny Cipriani at, at ten. And you know, Max Ajoma has has shown that he's a candidate. Max Wright is a guy that I'd, I'd like to see getting more more rugby. But but both those guys, both those guys are you know haven't played or are very inexperienced. So yeah, big Josh. Obviously, yeah, big Josh. Well, I would have thought big Josh would be reserved ten, wouldn't he? <laughs> Yeah, 15-year career, hopefully, for Cameron. 16-year uh, for career for, for Ross Batty, Tom. Ten of them at Bath. He retired this week, announced he was retiring this week. Uh, a neck injury suffered um, before Christmas in 2020. 
170 appearances for Bath. I think a fan favourite would, would be an understatement about Ross Batty um, off the bench, obviously, in the, the 2015 final. No, he started. Not... Oh, did he start? Yeah, he did start. I had a look at that. Because I think when you look at his career, he's he, he, he is a character as well. And I think that's why he's, he's enjoyed it. You only have to hear him on commentary. And he is... He's really charismatic and obviously, you know, the big beard and Viking look, I think, I think helps a lot as well. Uh, but yeah, he st- so he started that game. But I think obviously for most of his career, he's been behind two, you know, one very, very good hooker in, in Lee Mears and then one outstanding hooker <laughs> in, in Tom Dunn. So um, he, you know, it, that's, that's been difficult. But I think during that period, during Rob Webber's tenure, funnily enough, he, he, had, he had more better and uh, he, had, he had kind of more starts. And I think during that um, season where we did all right, which I won't mention the year, I think he, he yeah, obviously started that final and I think he, he's been a, a solid squad member. And I think probably a guy that's also added um, yeah. kind of more than his ability in terms of the kind of environment and other people's morale at the club. Yeah, and fan, fans' morale yeah. as well. You only have to look at the reaction briefly on, on socials and to, to kind of understand just how many people love watching him play. And, they, you know, he always had a, a long-range trial to, to yeah. him from, from kind of... Which you wouldn't expect. And, and kind of, as you say, the, the, the Viking look that he's got kind of, you know, amplified the, the, the character that he was. So, so a great lad and, and sticking around in the area. So, um, yeah, best of luck to you, Ross, if, if you are listening. Um, he won't be packing down Tom alongside two new tight head props that Bath signed uh, this week. You know, we, 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 we had suspected, we kind of knew um, that, that, that tight head prop was, was incoming. I think losing... Will, well, not losing Will Stewart, but replacing kind of Will Stewart mm. this season has has kind of been our almost our kryptonite. We saw again on on Saturday what happens when we when we bring on replacement forwards. Yanis Yonker from Ealing and Darcy Ray from Glasgow. Um, have we just signed Carl Heyman and um, Andrew Sheridan in their prime, or, or, or maybe not Sheridan? Sure. But um, he, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a, I must admit, I'm. I'm slightly underwhelmed with with this. Um, we've spoken loads of times how there's such a big drop off from mm. um, Will Stewart to 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 you know whoever was next, be it Henry Thomas or, or Christian Judge, and you know one guy who's who's been playing at, uh, at Ealing Trailfinders and another guy who's on the fringes of the Scotland squad and has been involved with the Scot- Scotland squads. Um, but but ultimately isn't at the moment, and you know spending a lot of time playing in in Italy where. You know the standard rugby is, let's face it, nothing compared to to the Premiership. I just I just feel like it's not really an upgrade, to be honest, on Christian Judge and, and Henry Thomas. Mm. And I think an upgrade was exactly what we we needed in what you could argue is the you know the key one of the key positions yeah, in yeah. the in the fifteen. So um, I mean, when, when Stewart's firing, we are a completely different team, mm. and I I just wish that we'd gone and got you know, a really big signing to kind of back him up because, he, you know, he's he has to come off and challenge him as well. Minutes. And, yeah, and, yeah, and challenge him and progress him further. He could be and should be the best prop in the world in in, in two years or at least the best prop in, in England. You know, the, the physical power of the guy and the age of the guy and the scrummaging ability. Mm. He, he's incredible. We need someone to push him, develop him and, and an experienced guy kind of, you know, someone like John Afoa. You know, we're not going to yeah. get John Afoa, but someone like that would have been perfect. You know, 
Afoa is clearly having a huge impact on on Sinclair, and I think someone like that, yeah, experienced guy, who's yeah, done it at, at, and at it's, top level. you know, not it got international aspirations, and he can just crunch uh, behind Stewart, lead when Stewart's with England, and and kind of help Stewart develop into the, the player he's he's gonna be. So yeah, underwhelmed. I, I think it's about right for for those guys. Um, feeling quite negative about the news so far. Something definitely positive, Tom. Bath announced this week uh, a, a, a commitment to, to women's and girls' rugby across the region, culminating in application to the Allianz Premier 15s in 2023 2024 season. Uh, and just reading about this kind of since the news was announced earlier in the week, uh, it, it seems like a fantastic initiative. Um, we've seen kind of the success that, that these clubs can have. You know, we saw uh, Harlequins winning the the Premier Fifteens this season, and kind of the reaction that got from from you know men and women, and probably more importantly, boys and girls on on, on social media. I, I think is fantastic. We've seen clubs like Harlequins and Saracens, in particular, spring to mind, have huge success with this, and I think Bath have noticed that they're behind the times, mm. uh, and I think they've they've moved to to rectify that. So um, clearly, a, a positive step, and and hopefully, when they do apply for um, the Premier 15s, you know, there is an application process uh, where they have to have certain uh, stages kind of put in place. Hopefully when they do, they will have put those stages in place and will get that and it will kind of, as they say, help to, to grow yeah. the, the women and girls game across the, the, the South West, which is, you know, clearly massively important. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a great, you know, news story that will be another team to, to, to get behind as 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 a, as a bar fan and hopefully they have more success <laughs> yeah. than, the, than the men's team has in, in, me, in the last few years. These, like, format of letters where Tarquin has clearly spent about three or four weeks drafting them, it always kind of makes me nervous because every time we see to put an open letter out, we look back on it in, like, two or three years and it, it's complete laughable. So hopefully, kind of, this one won't turn out to yeah particularly as one of the transformational objectives is perform and we haven't shown we've been able to do that on a on a you know too frequent a basis but i am i i I think it's encouraging that it's you know it's not just kind of lip service and um you know kind of wishy-washy uh you know uncommittal kind of kind of kind of kind of an article you know this is like statistically based and they're talking quite a lot about actual targets they've got in place so wanting for example, to to double the number of, of registered um, female players in the schools and clubs across kind of the region by 2024. Obviously, that tying in with when they mm. um, when they hopefully will will um, you know enter the the, the, the Alliance Premier 15. So yeah, it's it's great, and you know that'll roll around pretty quickly, and um, hopefully you'll, they'll be ready to hit the ground running by that point, mm. and they can you know be a um, be, a, be a bit of a force in, in, in women's rugby Agreed of course Tom finally then um, the news broke I think yesterday we were recording Wednesday I think it was Tuesday or, or Monday that the news broke um, that Bath Gloucester has been called off excuse me due to a coronavirus outbreak in the Gloucester camp best result in a month for Bath <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean yeah it's it, and and I think the the interesting thing is that you know it's it's really tight. We're in eighth place at the moment. London Irish in um, where are they sat in? Oh, sorry, we're in ninth at the moment, aren't we? London Irish sat in in seventh. 
are only one point ahead. So obviously, and we'll it's get watched the... London Irish this weekend. Oh, of course. So so we'll be it will be guaranteed to be in our hands come the 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 final weekend. Yeah. The the, oh. the much treasured eighth place. As I've said before, I'm so, I'm so skeptical about us wanting to be in 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 the top eight. To be honest, no. Uh, but I also want an away day in in La Defonce or in La Rochelle. Or... Yeah, yeah. I mean that. <laughs> <laughs> we we have we do yeah we've, we've had a couple of years now haven't we since the last trip and it's it's it could do another one of those but I just feel like the best thing that's happened really this season was was our our yeah. our run in that Challenge Cup and I think it would be easy I'm to become Challenge Cup we beat like two teams <laughs> and then lost in the semi <laughs> <Good> run. <laughs> um, what a cup run <laughs> uh, we should have won that competition as well anyway the the you know I yeah I haven't got too much to say yeah. about it to most mate. No, so yeah, I think we'll be guaranteed. This season's going to kind of whimper, isn't it? Out. Yeah, hugely. And and for for, for BT and, and Prem Rugby, obviously Harlequins clinched their playoff position again with the win. The the kind of game they would have definitely been building up this weekend because it has some sort of playoff or not playoff, but has some sort of qualification implications for for next season. And it's a derby. It's called off because of bloody coronavirus so yeah not great for for bt i guess the london irish wasps game is kind of all they've got to to almost hang their hat on this weekend and yeah it does feel a little bit like it's going out with with a whimper but uh yeah i think fans back in the 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 wreck at the same time for the northampton saints game i think will will also be something you know that loads of fans will be looking forward to so hopefully we can go out with a bang in that game i suppose yeah Cool. Thank you very much, Tom, for for joining me again. Thank you very much for listening. A bit of a newsy one this weekend, but loads to catch up on. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, We'll be back next week um, in our slot, probably on Monday, uh, on Tuesday mornings. But basically hit subscribe in your feeds uh, and we'll get them wherever you'll get them whenever we record. We've got a few irons in the fire for ideas for a podcast next weekend, so next week. So make sure you do that. Uh, and as always, even with no game, stick behind the boys through thick and thin.